and away we go. Fires Lifestyle Podcast, episode 111. 111. We did a strip poker run yesterday, or <laughs> San- Sunday, Seems Saturday. Seems like yesterday. Fucking, it happened uh, the other day. It was a lot of people. There's over 80 bikes on that ride. And I don't know if how many people have ridden with 80 bikes in a group before, but uh, it's a pain in the ass to block for 80 bikes. Because <coughs> it don't matter. It don't matter how, because ex- first of all, most people are intimidated when riding in a group, so they always want to give as much room as possible in case, you know, because of the slingshot effect, you know. And you'll be blocking an intersection, and it seems like it, there will be a four to five second gap before the next group of bikes goes through. And you're like, are they done yet? Right, nope. Okay, yeah. we still got more to go. Okay, yep. Nope. Okay, here we go. Yeah. <sighs> but it's fun. It's a good time. I, I like the blocking. I do because, you know, we're in the group, but then we sort of get to ride, you know, at our own. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. You get to ride ahead of everybody, and you get to zoom past everybody and yeah. look like a rock star. We're sort of, yeah, blasting around and stuff, you know. I thought we did a pretty good job. Oh, yeah. You know. That was a good uh, time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was interesting towards the end there. We had three guys that just did not want to keep with the pack. And so we're like, we're looking for our patch, our blocker, you know, to, to go by so we can jump in. And then, you know, we're waiting for him. And then suddenly those three guys go by. And then there's the chase car behind that. We're like, oh, shit. Nope. I guess yeah. that was it. guess that was it, you know. <laughs> Yeah, it's that's just the fun shit you get to do. Yeah, well, you know you you, and we made it through a couple of those intersections where you're literally taking your life into your own hands. Yep. You know, kind of flagging them down. Oh, please stop! Please. Oh stop. yeah, please stop! Please go from seventy-five to zero. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, you know, the other nice thing too is we dodged the weather. We did dodge the weather. There were some nasty ass thunderstorms looming, literally a county above us yeah for half the ride but you know what we got four maybe five drops of rain and then at the last stop it just it rained while we were there and then it was gone when we got out i mean you got some road spray on your boots but other than that you're fine yeah but it kept all that humidity in the air didn't it sure did keep it really humid yeah 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 i was so sweaty yeah it, it was but it was it was cold yeah, if you were, you know, when you were on the bike, but you God, and you'd sit there, man, and it'd be warm. And oh yeah, hot as hell. It yep. was a good day. I mean, overall, we we only had the one guy go down with the. Yeah, he, yeah, he fell over. He didn't crash. He just no. fell over. Look, um, always check your footing before you put your foot down. Make sure that there's ground underneath your foot, and uh, you're not sitting on the side of the road on ditch side, and you go to put your foot down, and there's no ground, and then you and your they were plus-sized people, let's put it that way. Hilarious to watch them tumble down the, the side of the ditch there. I mean, <laughs> obviously, everybody's fine. Everybody's fine. I mean, they were stopped. But uh, it was funny. It was funny to watch, and uh, we helped him get his bike up. And, uh, yeah, it was uh, entertaining at, at, at best to see that. And it was a victory owner. So that's <laughs> always extra special for me to watch one of those guys just go boop. Because uh, victory guys like to like talk a lot of shit, the Harley guys. So yeah, I'm a victory guy, and I don't talk a lot of shit. Yeah, but you also Harley. own a Harley. Oh, that's very true. It's true. I mean, victory, victory guys. Yeah, like they're, real they're victory act- guys. They're, they're actually pretty funny, pretty weird, quirky group. They are. But getting getting back to that that rider, um, here's the deal. Like, if, if you're gonna go on a long ride, that's a poker run, and you know you're gonna go from bar to bar, don't be an asshole and go to that very first bar and drink your fucking ass off. 
Like, don't have a lot of pregame. Get onto the bike, you know, relatively sober, please, because uh, those people were not. They drank a lot at our at our opening our opening stop. Well, yeah, I mean, well, what also doesn't help is the ride starts so late in the day. That's very true. You know, the okay. ride starts. I mean, registrations at one. Ride, you know, kicks off at two. So yeah, chances are they got up, did breakfast, and started fucking around before they came out, and they were probably you know two to three hours into drinking before they even showed up to register. Yeah, and then you know everybody thinks they're a rock star when they're not. And uh, yeah, and then shots get poured, and hey, good to see you. Oh yeah, yeah let's, now, uh, we're, let's now do we're doing this. shots and. Well, I could tell when he came up to, reg- to the registration table, um, I could see he was a little bit in his cups at that point in time. And we, you know, we haven't signed a disclaimer, right? It's got the little nope. disclaimer at the top. And he didn't want to read all that. He just kind of looked at it and he said, what does all that mean? I said, if you, it means if you fuck up, it's not on the club. That's what yeah. it means. Oh, okay, okay. So, but it was nice he got that out of the way for us. So we didn't, you know, everything else went off without a hitch, really. Yeah, everything else was fine. It was that and, you know, I mean... You know, the first bar, I mean, I got there ahead of time so I could, you know, make take, sh- the video. You know, take some video and yep. make sure everybody's ready. The bartender was not happy we were going to show up because apparently, you know, she she didn't own the place. So she didn't want to have to serve over a hundred and some odd fucking dudes and we're gals. Gonna and yeah. We're going to tip her. You know, she's going to make a bunch of money. But, I mean, you know, it did, it did break up her smoke break. So that sucked for her. Yeah. Oh, of course, we gave her no prior warning, you know what I mean? No, no, we gave her no prior warning the past two weeks beforehand. With posters up in, in the place. Posters and, and stopping in yeah. and letting her know and the fact I was there early by about 15 minutes and all that other shit. Uh, <laughs> she had no warning, really. None whatsoever. None whatsoever. No. <laughs> but, you know, other than that, I mean, normally when we show up, I mean, the strippers love us. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to think about it. I mean... On a Saturday afternoon, there is not going to be 150 people that just come flying in all at once, already half in the bag, already just ready to throw money at chicks. Yeah. You know, I mean, granted, the second stop, we made a bachelor party feel very insecure about themselves, and they left. (laughs) They did. They did not want to be around us. Well, that one guy had on a $50 shirt, didn't he, huh? (laughs) He had on something, yeah, Banana Republic. These guys were not bikers, you understand. You know, they they were bebopping around in the SUV, and... You know, you could tell it was like a golf outing that was like, hey, let's stop at the titty bar. And uh, sorry, you know, sorry we fucked up your day. Hey, hey, shout out to the Show Palace. Shout out to the Show Palace. Because they actually had some talent for us this year. Yeah, normally it's called the Cow Palace. That's but right. The Show Palace, they showed up. Show Palace showed up. So shout out to the Show Palace. Shout out to the Vegas Club as always. As uh, always. Yep. As always. Always got the A team there for us. Kaya, thank you. Yep. Yeah, Kaya, you know, she always takes care of us, uh, you know. Uh, and also shout out to, to uh, the Sugar Shack yeah, um, for putting up with old ladies because they have male dancers upstairs and female dancers downstairs. And it was confirmed by the bouncers that the females who watch the male dancers are more unruly than the dudes that are watching the ladies. There's like, it, there, we've always had problems and it's always from upstairs. It's always <laughs> these chicks, they get out of control. They can't control themselves. It just, it turns into a whole thing. So... Shout out to the male dancers for uh, putting up with all the uh, crazy old ladies that were partaking in uh, the evening. Well, that's you know that's been something actually for a while. When I, out east, got years ago when I was in my, my 20s, 
I was a chef for a, a hotel, and they they did like every Thursday night was mail. They had a mail review come in, yeah. and uh, I did security for it. And if if it started at eight o'clock at night, them little old ladies would show up to get their tables at like three hours beforehand. They'd be in the bar with, like little sack lunches and shit. Um, yeah, very very unruly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a couple of the dancers got fired because they were nailing some of the women out in the parking lot, you know, and. Well, that's on them. Well, it's, I guess that's it's on them. Evidently, that's a bugaboo. Yeah, you can't do that, I yeah. suppose. But I bet they probably make really good money on the side, you know? Um, I would imagine. It's got to be a good hustle, <laughs> you know? But <coughs> I would be remiss not to mention that uh, Mike Grizz from Travelers MC. I don't know if we interviewed him. I don't know what we podcast did. that oh, was. God. Look back in the archives. I don't fucking remember. Uh, him and him. A lot of his dudes came up for the ride all the way from Ohio, Toledo, Ohio, to Janesville, Wisconsin. To, Go see boobs, and I'll tell you what. Friday night when they showed up, they came to the clubhouse, and uh, they were very. Uh, Those boys had fun. They had a good time. They did have. They a had good a real time. man. They were just, you know, hooting and hollering, and you know, yeah, a lot of drinks. Shots oh and, my god, it was a it was a fun night. It was a fun night, you know. And then uh, what well, shit? The fucking guys. What was it, Freedom Riders? Freedom Riders or Freedom Legion? Right, something like that from Indiana. Yeah, from Indiana. They came all the way up from Indiana, and then uh, one of our uh, club brothers hosted them in his uh, front yard in his camper because they didn't have a place to stay. So That's right. If you're from Indiana and you need a place to stay, we might know a guy with a camper in his front yard. But apparently two-thirds of them uh, aren't very good at like gauging their gas in their in their motorcycles. They did run out of gas. They, they did run out, out of gas. gas. Yeah. You know what happens. You know, once, it does. Once you start getting a few in you and uh, you know somebody breaks out the devil's lettuce you forget hey i need gasoline in my motorcycle apparently it doesn't run on hopes and dreams it runs on <laughs> gasoline it does not run on hopes and dreams but uh, yeah we can, we can breathe the sigh of relief now man oh yeah no that, that fucking that ride's over now i mean you don't just throw them together and, and you know kind of hope for the best i mean how many times are we you know out there riding i mean we knew the route pretty good anyway right well it's relatively the same route we always take but I mean, it's just we we had to. They graveled a whole fucking county road. Yeah, and it was like one of the main roads we take to get us like in the area, and it was pea gravel the entire fucking way. Yeah, that, well, let's let's enlighten some of the people as to what what that is. What they do in around here is they take tar. Yep, and they put the tar down on this thick shit, and then they go with like a half inch inch <laughs> of pea gravel. Yeah, and then. Uh, the tar or the pea gravel goes into the fucking tar and it turns it into a road and the excess just disappears, supposedly. Well, it builds up uh, into in corners. ruts first and then corners in the center and it mm-hmm. takes several weeks for it to work its way out. No, oh, it could take up to a month, and depending upon you know, how they do it. We'll be riding along sometimes and all of a sudden it's like, fuck. Yep. And, and it's not like they give you much, it's like... They put the loose gravel sign like at the at the start of the loose gravel. Nope. It's like, it's hey, like, what's that sign say? Loose gravel. And then next thing you know, you're you're in it. You're all wobbly because yeah. uh, you know you're in loose gravel and you were doing sixty miles an hour. Yeah. So surprise. Yeah. Thanks, Wisconsin. Thank you, Wisconsin. And th- and there's no rhyme or reason to it. I mean, we did the fallen brother ride earlier. Yep. And uh, we ro- rode the route the week before. Nothing. You guys go out. I wasn't on that ride. It's Friday the day night. Before. A Friday night, and boom, suddenly pea gravel. Yep, whole section of road. And it was one of those deals where we had to reorganize the shit 
almost a quarter of the ride because that particular road they pea gravel was the road that got us to the destination. Yeah. And the other road was like way the hell back there. We had to it turned into a whole thing where you had to like redo the first half of the ride because they put pea gravel down in this one stretch of road for about two and a half, three miles. You know? And I mean us guys, we can ride through that and we'll be fine, but the civilians, the citizens. Some of you people and I hate to say, you know, here we go. I'm about to bash somebody. Go ahead. The retirees, you know, I always wanted me a, a Harley motorcycle. I want to get me a Harley motorcycle. Where do they go? They go out and they get the biggest fucking Harley they can. Yep. They get the Ultra Classic. They might not have ridden a bike in 40 fucking years. Last bike they rode was a Honda CB350 or whatever, right? Yeah. They rode some fucking bike. 440 30, Limited Kawasaki. Yeah, some Ironhead <laughs> Sportster back when they were in high school in the 70s or whatever shit. Didn't have a bike. Get a bike after retirement and figure, well, it's just, it's, you know, it's like riding a bike. How can you forget? It's It takes a lot. And you'll get some of these guys, and then they'll see the fucking pea gravel. Well, they'll panic, and they'll grab a whole bunch of front brake. And even if you got ABS, that's bad news bears. Brake brakes are bad in that period. I mean, you wouldn't want to drag your rear brake because, you know, it's a lot easier to control a bike when the front steering wheel is not the one that's locked up and doing whatever it wants to do. Well, I mean, the first thing you do is you, is, is you pull the clutch in. <laughs> yeah, or you know, decelerate. or it, One of the two. Yeah. You know, but I mean, you know, getting back to these guys that buy these bikes, I mean, plus then they'll say, well, I've ridden all these years. It's like, well, how many miles did you ride last year? Well, 1,500. Yep. It's like, fucker, I did that last week. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, so it's not it's not how many years you've ridden, it's the miles you've ridden and the muscle memory you've you've built up. Um we you get know what we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about the yuppies and the the old guys that, you know, my generation and above, yeah. And, 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 well, even some of the younger guys are like that, you know. I mean, I know guys that are younger than me that bought a motorcycle in their 20s. Mm. Met a girl. Got married, had kids. Still got the bike. Never ride it. They, oh, well, I took the bike out oh, last month. I put a couple hundred miles on it last month. And yeah. That's it? Okay. Well, you might not be proficient to ride in a pack of 60 motorcycles, and all of a sudden, oop, gravel. Yeah. And uh, everybody's starting to slow down in, in a certain way, and you panicky, and fucking you grab a bunch of front brake, and next thing you know, your ass over tea kettle, and everybody behind you is fucking running you over. Well, and they, they think that uh, with their tires... You know, it's like they'll get two, three years out of a set of tires on there, and well, yeah, but it rubber deteriorates. You well, know, rubber cracks in it. It gets it gets hard too. It does. You know, newer motor motorcycle tires are soft. You ever touch like a newer motorcycle tire? You know, they're kind of they're kind of gooey. Not gooey, but that might be the wrong. Tacky. They're just soft. They're soft. Yeah. You know, kind of like uh, squeezing bubble gum. Well, over time, they start getting hard, yep. and they don't grip the road like they used to, and things get wiggly. I don't know how it is everywhere else in the country or in the world, because, you know, worldwide now, apparently. Uh, they get cracks in the road, and they'll put tar down. Tar you know, snakes. Tar snakes, road snakes, whatever you want to call them. And if that's in a corner, and you're going through it, it's the bike gets a little wiggly. Freaks a lot of people out. Yeah. It freaks me out sometimes. On a some, hot day, it gets kind oh, of yeah. sick, real slick. And like yesterday, it was, you know, upper, well... Upper 80s, low 90s for the first half of that ride. I mean, yeah, all the tar snakes, all the road snakes, they're gooey as shit. So if, even if you're going relatively the speed limit or even, you know, under, 
you're still going to feel that bike wiggle around in the corner. Some people freak out and they slow way the fuck down. And if the guy behind you is not paying attention or expecting you to want to make a sudden stop in a 35-mile-an-hour corner, eh, he could rear-end you. And then he could send you into the ditch or he could send you into the guy next to you, whatever. It's just, yeah, the inexperienced riders that come on our rides, that, that's who we're always looking out for. That's why we go slow. That's why we have blockers. That's why we do what we do. We don't ride saying, okay, well, we can fucking hold it down. We can fucking go fast as fuck. But uh, we'll just expect everybody else to keep up with us. No, no, we ride to their level. Yeah, you try to ride to the the rider with the least amount of experience. But even that's kind of hard because some of them are just there's just no helping them. You just pray to God they don't fucking hurt themselves or somebody. Yeah, but <sighs> either way, I mean, you know, for the most part, we pulled it off. I mean, and this is what happens too: is you get those groups that'll come onto the ride. Yeah, and like. The ride from, you know, where you leave to that first stop, it's everybody. Yeah. But then you get to that first stop, and then you'll get those groups going, where are we going next? Oh, we're going here. Okay, we'll see you over there. Because they break off, the experienced yeah. riders, because they just don't want to deal with it. They're stuck in the middle of the pack. They're dealing with those assholes that are doing the slingshot yo-yo effect thing. Yep. And, and that's guys, fine. Which is, but it just, for an experienced rider, it's a pain in the ass. Well, I'm saying, like, it's fine if you... You know, you don't feel comfortable riding in the group, and you're just like, hey, I'll meet oh, you yeah. guys there. It's like, great, cool, you know? Yeah, my son-in-law was on the ride. He had a friend of his who hadn't ridden in a long time, so he's on his, you know, body-used bike, and he's on the bike, and he freaked out in the middle of the pack, and then he and uh, my son-in-law started riding ahead of us or behind us, you know, in the pack. But that's great. I just want people to be safe. But there is one other bit of news we have about the ride. We met a local celebrity. Uh, <laughs> we did. We uh, we were fortunate enough to have Danny Delo show up to the ride. Yeah, he did at the Sugar Shack. Danny Delo showed up to the ride. You know, uh, hung out, did his thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So you know, shout out to Danny Delo for stopping by. Shout out to Danny Delo. Thanks. Unfortunately, man. um, his night ended early because he, he he was asked to leave. He, he and, was. Uh, Trying to get make some content. He made some comment or some content, and uh, you can't do that at the titty bar. You can't you can't whip your phone out and make a video. Um, yeah, that's that's a, a they get bugged about it. So uh, just realize that he, he he's uh he's doing it for you guys out there in the in the internets. He's yeah. he's out there risking getting kicked out of places to to show you assholes uh, a good time on the internet. So yeah, you know, I mean, sacrifices were made. That's all I'm saying. He. Uh, he sacrificed uh, his evening to make content, and I'm, I'm sure people enjoy it. Yeah, we were sitting up at the table, and you looked over, and you're like, that's Danny Delo down there. <laughs> Danny Delo. And he heard, he heard about us from the strippers actually at that bar. I said, how'd you hear about this? You see a poster? And he said, no. He said the strippers, he knows a few of the, the girls at the bar and at the Sugar Shack, and they said, oh, we got a big ride coming in. And he said, well, what's, it's a club. And what's the club? And she's like, I don't know, something, something, chains. He's like, I know those guys. So, shout out to Danny for coming in, man. A little hospitality in the old Como area oh, there. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's you know, small world. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, busting balls here about him getting you know escorted out by security for videotape. But I, I don't mean, know if he was escorted, but I, I know they asked did. to leave. Yeah. How are you? How are we want to say? They usually escort because that place. See, the Sugar Shack is kind of a weird fucking titty bar because it's like upscale. I mean, yeah, they wear tuxedos, man. They wear tuxedos. They got assigned seating. 
Yeah. I mean, we, we violate all the rules when we go there. Because, we do, uh, yes. <laughs> you know, fuck them. But uh, normally, it's very uh, upper class, or, or so they try to be. Upscale, yeah. Upscale. Which is not what we're used to, you know, because the rest of them is just a free-for-all, and it's just whatever. But, yeah, so, hey, you know. I don't know. Do you do you feel sorry for like just a little bit sorry for the stripper that'll get up on the stage and then nobody comes around her? Always, I always feel somewhat I, bad. I do feel a little bad, you know. You know, it's like man, it, they don't even want to give you a dollar. They saw you and they were like, "Eh, I'll save it. I'll save it for the next girl. Next girl's probably gonna be because you don't know who's coming up." Yeah, you know, you're just like, eh. "Yeah, the one she had some long tits." Okay, well, first of all, <laughs> here's the thing. I'm, and this is going to sound bad, and I don't care. Um, there has to be, okay, first of all, we have to premise. Most, if you've never been to a strip club, most strippers are in their 20s, you know, some early 30s, but mostly they're in their 20s. Now, don't get me wrong. There are women that can get, have, you know, a fantastic figure all the way into their 40s. Here's the thing. Unless you have extensive work done, Sometime between the age of 45, you should probably hang up the clearer heels because uh, yeah. gravity has taken over at that point, and you're not as young as you used to be. No, <laughs> no. And I mean, I feel bad. I, you know, I feel I, bad. I, but, I did, yeah. You know. She was on the stage when we got there. I, I'm going to tell you this right now. I, I feel bad for her, yet she's brave and uh, whatever, blah, 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 but uh Man, I would if I was a manager at a place, I'd say, "Look, Linda, uh, it's yeah, time. Yeah, it's time you retire. The world needs plenty of Uber drivers, and uh, Lyft drivers, and bartenders, and uh, waitresses. So maybe uh, look in that career field because uh, the exotic dancing isn't for you." The nice thing about Sugar Shack is that they make sure all of their tables are very secure. Yep. So they can dance right there on the table for you. Yep. Which is cool. Yep. Um, but two years in a row now, I've had a, a stripper come up, and, you know, of course, they're just working the room. They want to make yeah. money. Yeah. And uh, she says, um, hey, you know, I'll get, uh, I'll, I'll dance on the table and get naked for you right here, you know, and it's right now we're having a half price sale. They have, yep. you know, a, a 50% off sale. And so I said, nah, well, I declined. I said, but the boys from Indiana were at the table down on the tier below us. And I said, but hey, those guys down there, they probably enjoy the heck out of that. So she, uh, Swung our legs over the stage and over the the, the bar, the, the whatever the bar rail they had there, and stood on the table and asked them, and they paid the money to get her naked, and she was right there, and two years in a row got to see it for free. You know, they they look the same at the bar as they do at the rail, so I usually sit at the bar. I mean, that's safer that way too. You know, you're not gonna get any glitter on you and have to explain well, that later. Well, it's almost like audience seating at Sugar Shack, which is kind of cool. I mean, which is kind of cool. Stadium seating, yeah, that's like what I mean. The yeah. stadium seating, yeah, which is, you know, preferable, to be yeah. honest with you. Yeah, we're up on the second tier. We get to look down, you know. That was kind of nice. Uh, nice. The, 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 uh, the Deb, uh, one of the old ladies in the club, Yeah. she asked uh, the bouncers, she said, hey, uh, I, I want to make my dollar bill into an airplane, and I want to, I want to throw it up on stage. And they yeah. said, "Okay, you can do it one time." Now her goal was there was a girl that kept on like, she was like doing yoga or something. She's like doing headstands, and then with her legs apart, and so she was going to try to get in the crack of her ass. Did she get it in there? She did not. She uh, did not make a very good aerodynamic plane. Well, you got a year to practice. 
So. But we were in uh, we were in Show Palace. Yeah, and uh, you know we were over by the shower there, and another uh, motorcycle club. Uh, the president of that club, I was sitting next to him, and a girl <laughs> she came up out of the shower, and she's like, "Go ahead, you can stick it uh, stick it right in my thong." He she said so. <laughs> God bless him. Yeah, he stuck it in there. She she had a hard time getting it out. I think he went up to the first knuckle. <laughs> Got one by the bouncers there, but the show palace has lower standards. Show palace don't give a fuck. No. Uh, yeah, it's a Vegas club, really. As long as the girls don't get pissed off, you usually can get away with fucking murder. But at least the Vegas club, I can walk in from the sun and I can see what's going on in the club. Man, you come in, you come in out of the sunny day into the show palace, you can't see shit. You're just hoping you don't walk into something that's so dark in there. It's so dark. But yeah, but that's also why we quit going to the Blue Oyster. Oh yeah, it's super dark in there. Anyways, yeah, uh, yeah. Ooh. yeah, it is. Ooh, anyway, let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, it is what it is. It is, and they won't allow colors in there. You not can't anymore. Wear, no, yeah, not you anymore. can't wear colors into the that was Blue Aster. Is yeah. that the real name of it? We call it the Blue Oyster Club. Shout out to the Police Academy. Didn't Reverend Jim sell it? He's not the owner there anymore. I don't think. Oh he, no, he he sold that, and he okay. I think he died. Real? Oh, well, I, guy, I mean, the last time we saw him, he had, like, they took his leg off. Yeah, well, he, you know, diabetes is a thing. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, he's either, well, he might not be dead, but he definitely doesn't own it anymore. And uh, it's like some corporation bought it. Well, he had several uh, several strip clubs. He had one that was in Janesville. Yeah, Screaming Mimi's. Yeah. It was a juice boy. bar, 18 yeah. and over. Yeah, he got in a little trouble for a little side action business in there, though. That made well. The they were soliciting. Yeah, they they were soliciting mm, and, and and they were uh, they were doing a brisk business. Yes, um, a girl that worked for me when I uh, ran a place down in Rockford uh, actually was went left there and went there and got caught up in that. Whoops. Whoops. Yeah. Well, she she had the body to get away with it, but I'm sure jail was fun for her. But yeah, I, that's I Reverend Jim. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't think he's the thing is this Jim. Well, they they called him Reverend Jim. He was big friends with um, Jesse James Dupree from. Uh, oh yeah. Yep, yep. From uh, Jackal. Yeah. And then uh, it was Jim Stone was a was a uh, local celebrity in Rockford on uh, on the X the radio station. So well, they did I didn't a, know they, that. Actually, Jackal did a. Because I always thought they just called him Diamond Jim. No, it was Reverend Jim. I, don't, oh. I can't remember how he, he's not an actual reverend, but I can't remember how he got the name. But they, they actually shot a portion of a Jackal video at that strip club. Well, you know, we learned something new today. Learn something new every day. I think this is a good place to sort of wind it down because I got to go to work. You do, yeah. So, you're, uh, you're starting, yeah. starting anew. What are you going to do? Starting fresh. Um, so, yeah, we have about a half an hour. That's close enough, man. Close enough. I'm tired too, man. It was a it's lot a leading up to it. We had a lot, lot going on, but uh, you, I mean, and, and you did remodeling in the middle of it. I did. Yeah, yeah. We should maybe take a picture of it and put it in there just to show. I mean, it's, it's, look, it's looking pretty nice. So we're gonna actually do, be able to do some. Uh, we have a whole lot more room for cooking activities now in the clubhouse. Yay! Which is good. We yeah. need that. We needed that. We definitely needed that. Um, apparently, we cooked lately, so. Oh, what else are you going to do? People need to eat. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, you know, that's it for this week. So, yeah, episode 111. Uh, hey, thanks for thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Whatever yep. the fuck you do. Shout out to uh, the guys that came in from Ohio. Yep. Shout out to the guys that came in from Indiana. Shout out to the motherfuckers that just showed up anyways and 
Show up to all our shit. That's right, right. Thank you very much. We raised some money for a good cause, mm-hmm. and uh, well, I mean, you know, fucking shout out to the fucking table in Afton, Wisconsin. Shout yeah. out to the Boris Nest in Allen's Grove, Wisconsin. Shout out to the Show Palace in Darien, Wisconsin. Shout out to the Vegas Club in Darien, Wisconsin. Shout out to Farmers in Darien, Wisconsin. Joe. We love fucking you, Joe. Farmer Joe, man. Yeah. That guy. He's you know, we did burnouts in the middle of the street. I did a burnout in the middle of the street. Uh, another guy tried to do a walking burnout and almost ate all the shit on asshole. planet Earth. Yeah, his name was Asshole. His name was apparently he put it on its back. Well, he showed his ass. <laughs> Anyways, and uh, yeah. And Shout then, out to Sugar Shack. And once again to Sugar Shack. So. Yeah, so all in all, it was a good run. Nobody died. you know. I Nobody mean, died. I mean, no accidents. We Mm-mm. didn't have a massive rainstorm. I mean, Mm-mm. maybe we've actually turned the corner and we've, we've lifted the curse. Well, oh, I'd say well, that. Well, last year, I mean, we had a club. Well, yeah, well I, no, I understand what the fuck you're saying, but. Yeah. <laughs> we, had, we had club brother got into an accident the day before it, and then he died two days after. So. Yeah, so maybe now that we say that, oh, maybe we turn the corner, something bad will happen next year. We've so exercised cool. the demons. We've exercised the demons. Mm-hmm. We have. <laughs> you're skeptical, you know? That's yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the beauty of us. I'm like jaded. Your, your, your glass is way, way half empty, yep. and mine's yep. sort of half full, you yeah, know? But, yeah. yeah, well, but it is what it is. That's what makes us us, you know? Yep. That's, I guess, evidently, apparently, that's why people tune into this shit for, you know, whatever know, reason. I bored I, them, I guess. I don't know, man. Not enough shit on the internet? <laughs> no, there's plenty of shit on the internet, but apparently they like us because we're real. Ooh. Cool. So, either way, hey man, ride fast, take chances. Thanks for watching, listening, whatever the fuck you're doing. Yep. I see you rolling up, Uber black Cadillac, high heel boots, and a sexy body full of tats. Baby's bad, oh baby's hella bad After her there ain't no coming back Wanna take a run at that I think she's feeling me Turn it up a few degrees My imagination of her body gets the best of me Oh god she's such a tease Bitten lips, bruised knees I'm addicted to her, need her touching me Cause she got a bad little waist And we tearing down this place Off the liquor that we chase Got some meatos to the face Baby I don't need no space Coming closer for a taste And I'll show you how I make everything Everything just fade away cause she's like Sex, drugs, cocaine, body so insane Jealous of the clothing that she wears up on the top